there is no other God who can save us, no other God who can raise us, and that's the God we come to give praise to this evening. Please join us and meditate on these words. There is no other one like you. you for all forever and forever and forever for all that you've done for us 
that the Lord has done great things for us, not just this week, but all throughout our lives. So let's sing it like he's done what he's done for us. Just want to praise you forever and ever and ever for all he's done for me. Blessings and glory and honor, they all belong to you. Thank you, Jesus, for blessing me. Just want to praise you forever and ever and ever. and glory and honor they all belong to you thank you Jesus for blessing me just want to praise you forever and ever and ever Blessings and glory and honor, they all belong to you. Thank you, Jesus, for blessing me. We just want to praise you, Lord. Just want to praise you forever and ever and ever. and glory and honor they all belong to you thank you Jesus for blessing me blessings and glory and honor blessings and glory and honor they all belong to you thank you Jesus Now, as we move into our worship services, we'd like for you to stand and join us in singing our theme song, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, sanctuary for you, Lord. All together. Sanctuary for 
your heads for prayer, please. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you just thanking you, magnifying you, glorifying you, lifting you high, because you are worthy to be praised. Lord, you are the ruler of this entire universe, and nothing in this universe or around this universe does not belong to you. Lord, we belong to you, and we come to you requesting your presence here in this place. Lord, you said where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of them. And so, Father, right now we request your presence because we know that your word says that you are here anyway. Lord, we ask for the outpouring of your Holy Spirit today as we begin 
the Women's Revival 2009, Drink and Be Satisfied. Lord, we are ready to receive. We are ready to be restored. We are ready to be revived through your spirit this weekend. And we just open our hearts to receive what you have prepared for us today, tomorrow, Sunday, and throughout eternity. We thank you, we praise you for all that you do for us, everything that you have done, Lord, and we look forward to what you are going to do for us, Father. We ask all of these blessings in the name of Jesus, amen. amen. We welcome you, you may be seated. On behalf of the Abundant Life Women's Ministry Team, we welcome you to Drink and Be Satisfied 2009. You are in for a tremendous treat straight from the Mount of Blessing, amen? amen. The Lord is in this place and we are excited about what God is going to do in the lives of women today, tomorrow, and on Sunday morning. And before we even get started with uh, our testimony time, I'd like to outline for you what we have planned for the ladies for this weekend. Tonight, we will be hearing from Paula Johnson, Sister Paula Johnson, and she comes here all the way from Maryland. Um, we were talking as we were preparing for tonight, and she said, it's really something getting used to the the time difference and I know how that is. I can imagine the jet lag that she's feeling and um, I solicit your prayers that the jet lag would be removed and the power of God would replace it. Amen. Uh, tonight we're going to be hearing from her. We're going to be hearing some testimonies from uh, women in our congregation. We will be just glorifying and magnifying the Lord tonight. And the women will be the ones who will be tremendously blessed because the message for tonight is for the congregation, but it is designed especially for our women. And so women, just prepare your hearts, empty yourselves of yourselves, and be prepared to receive what God has preordained for you to receive tonight. Uh, tomorrow uh, on the Sabbath, we're going to be having our 11 o'clock service, and we will hear the message from, again, Sister Paula Johnson, who will be speaking on drink and be satisfied. And the scriptural basis of that sermon will be based in John 4, the woman at the well, the story of the woman at the well. And we all know that story, but we also know that the word of God is ever unfolding. And there are new truths to be learned each time we open the word and read even scriptural stories that we've heard for years and years and years. And so I look forward to that. And to culminate this weekend, um, we will be having our women's consecration breakfast, which will be held on Sunday morning in our fellowship hall to my left um, at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. And that will be truly a consecration breakfast because after we have received and been restored, we will consecrate our lives to God and break bread together and get ready to walk in what God has shown us throughout the weekend. So God is going to be doing some blessing this weekend. He's going to be doing some, some mighty things in your life. And I am excited about what God is going to do.
At this time, we have prepared for you a very special testimony from Sandra Burns, who is a new member of our congregation. She is such a sprightly woman, and she is such a joy just to be around her. And I am excited to hear uh, what God has done in her life and how he brought her thus far in her Christian walk. And so I'm going to ask her to come up and share with you her testimony. Sister Sandra Burns. Good evening. It is definitely a privilege to be here for this occasion, and I am grateful to God for this. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, I thank you for such a time as this. Lord, I ask that you will anoint me with your power and your might and speak through me, Lord, as I give this testimony that will glorify you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I have titled this, My Story of Redemption. And my scriptural text is Romans 5, chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, where faith triumphs in trouble. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope and the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given us. Okay. Um, I have found that in my life, ground zero is not a bad place to be. Some people will look at it as being hopeless, but I look at it as being hopeful that is, if you allow God to intervene. A lot of times, in order for him to get something to us, he has to remove something from us. And before I begin, I want to take you on a little journey, um, my travels with the Lord. And before I receive Christ, as I reflect back on the time, um, before I acknowledge my need for salvation, I come from a very Christian foundation, a praying mother. I know she had to be praying for me because otherwise I wouldn't be standing here to tell you my story today. Although I was exposed to a very, very strict Christian background, I wasn't always there as I should have been in and out, didn't receive the gospel as I should have, but I knew I had a praying mother. I lived a life of always wanting to please others, to win the approval or acceptance, also known as the disease to please. 
I was a party girl, loved the dance, loved the clubs, and also became a fighter later on because of being a recipient of a bully even as a young teenager, I felt as though I had to always fight to get my point across. So I developed a no tolerance, no mess attitude. And at that point, I knew I needed patience in my life because I was spiraling downhill. As years would pass, I would suffer the loss of two brothers, which devastated me. They died of unexplained deaths, and I became bitter and angry and always asking the question, why, Lord? Why me? During this time, I was in and out of church, but I always remembered to pray because I had a praying mother. In the meantime, moving forward, I come to the fork in the road, and I remember some of my friends inviting me to church. As my heart remembers, the sermon was on the Beatitudes. It was a very good sermon. I started attending regularly and eventually I became a member. As my transformation took place and it was gradual over a period of time, I wasn't completely ready to come out of the rain just yet. So as other things started happening into my life, I started reaching out. And as I moved forward, I developed a new group of friends, a new attitude, and I changed. And the people around me started to change. And I'm reminded as of a saying, if you want to see a change, the change needs to start with you. So indeed it did. 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells me, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So finally, I arrived. I'm preparing for my celebration. I have received Christ, and I'm excited. I know that we're not exempt from troubles of this world because I have experienced many. Many of you I've shared with um, the loss of my job a few months ago. And yet, I persevere. Um, no income coming in, but the Lord has remained faithful. And I tell you, I am so, so excited. I pray, I fast, I read my word, I'm suited up in my armor, and I know how the evil one of this world can attack. But I get the big picture now. I know the whole game, how it goes. Moving forward. As a child, my favorite Bible verse at the dinner table was, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And I didn't have a clue at that time the impact it would have on my life today. So I have concluded that ground zero wasn't a bad place to start at at all. As a matter of fact, I can call it as destination eternal life, and for that I'm, a great, I'm so grateful that God remembered me and blessed me to be a part of this phenomenal church family. God bless you and keep you for accepting me. And I want to share that I have my, it's an eternal life insurance policy. <laughs> it says the best in the West, universe, 
life, health, daily needs, protection, and plan, who's insured, whosoever will come, may come. The premium is for by grace you are saved through faith and not that of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, works lest any man should boast. The date is now is the accepted time. The term, I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. It has a disclaimer, but the eternal life insurance policy is one that will remain forever. And I'm paid up. Thank you. <laughs> At this time, we're going to have a very special piano solo by our own Dr. Lamont Ellis, and I am so excited because um, he kind of was reluctant at first, but we kind of pushed him out there. <laughs> and even just now he was looking like, is she gonna do it? I was like, yep. <laughs> so as we prepare for, um, well Lamont is gonna play and then we're gonna have special music by, um, actually Lamont is gonna play, I'm gonna introduce the speaker. And then Robin is going to sing. I'm sorry, Tony is going to sing. I keep looking at Robin. I don't know why. Tony is going to sing, and then we will hear from our speaker. So just prepare yourselves as we listen to this wonderful maestro play for us.
Praise God. Amen. Um, a few weeks ago, the women's ministry team was planning and thinking and planning and thinking <laughs> for this weekend. And originally, our women's revival was scheduled to be a seven-day event. And through the course of circumstance, it has been um, abbreviated to include Friday, Sabbath, and Sunday. And although the time frame has been abbreviated, the power of God's spirit has not been abbreviated. And so I am honored and excited to introduce to you our speaker who will be breaking the bread of life tonight. Sister Paula Inette Freeman Johnson is a native of Washington, D.C., and is a product of a loving Seventh-day Adventist Christian home. Avocationally, she is a global minister's wife consult, has functioned for the past 25 years consecutively as the founder and coordinator of the Association of Regional Conferences Ministers' Wives Association that convenes annually at Oakwood University has served as a women's ministry director on the conference and local church level, is a consultant to young mothers. She's an entrepreneur, a broadcast production manager, a certified pre-marriage educator, and a published author, courtesy of the spiritual gifts of administration, helps, and wisdom. Vocationally, and with higher education from Coppin State University and Oakwood University, she currently serves the World Seventh-day Adventist Church through Ministerial Association, through the, the Ministerial Association. Paula is married to J. Alfred Johnson II, who is in our congregation tonight. Pastor Johnson, will you please raise your hand? Amen. And Pastor Johnson is the Adult Ministries Director for the North American Division. And Sister Johnson enjoys traveling and joining her husband in ministry. They will celebrate their 37th wedding anniversary in August of 2009. Amen. Amen. Together they share the privilege of being the parents of four adult children. Two sons are Seventh-day Adventist pastors, and their only daughter is a television production direction specialist. Their third son is a theology major. A lot of pastors in the family. One of her favorite Bible promises is 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. Her daily objective is to fulfill the ministry description, description outlined by her Lord. After our special music, the next voice you will hear will be none other than that of Sister Paula Inette Johnson. Hear ye her. Good evening, church. Good evening. 
And happy Sabbath to you as we enter into the Sabbath. Um, in light of our theme for this weekend, I'm going to sing Fill My Cup, Lord, one of my favorites. Oh, 
Good evening, everyone. And happy Sabbath. It is a privilege to be here with you this weekend. And um, my husband and I um, counted a privilege to come to Las Vegas. We've flown through it. We've changed planes in the airport. But this is the first time we've walked the streets of Las Vegas. And so we counted a privilege to be here. I want to say thank you, Christina, for the invitation. Thank you, Elder Rock, for the opportunity to stand in your pulpit this weekend. And I want to say thank you to those of you who have prayed. I've talked to Christina on the telephone, and she's told me that uh, there was uh, prayer and fasting had gone on. So I appreciate that. I was praying with you for you as well as for myself. So I just want to say thank you for that. Um, I want to um, say hello to some friends. I see Sharon and Wayne out there. Elder Rock and Sister Rock are our mentors, and so I, I feel comfortable that we have a few friends here. And um, just want you as question. Oh, turn on the mic. Okay, <laughs> important thing to do. Follow the sound man. Okay. Am I on now? On. Okay, very good. Um, I feel comfortable being here, and I just want to just say thank you for the, for the prayers. And we're going to go to work this weekend under the aegis of the Lord's power, not my own. But before we do, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the opportunity and the privilege to share with our people once again. We need to hear your voice once again. Through this instrument that's called me, dear Lord, I ask that you would speak through me. Let me hide behind the cross. I humble myself before you and ask for an outpouring of your power and blessing, not only on me, but for all of us who sit here. Thank you for the privilege of life and health and strength. And so, Lord, we look to you to continue to speak to us, not only this word, this night, but as the days and years go by. Thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering our prayers. Amen. I'm at that age now where I need my glasses. Sometimes I'm vain and sometimes there's no need to try and be vain. I am a, a person who shares. Those who know my husband those people who know my husband know that he is uh, the speaker. He's the one to speak first, and I'm usually the listener. And uh, we're kind of having reverse roles this weekend. And uh, he says it's a, it's a privilege to travel with me and to be on that end for a change. And I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Evidently, the Lord's got another plan, because, honey, I left this, this main thing at, at the hotel. No, that's, I do believe in all my preparation for this weekend, especially for tonight, wanted to, we're going to talk about John chapter 4. 
In preparing for John chapter 4, for this weekend, drink and be satisfied, I didn't realize the weight and the magnitude of this text, this passage. But if you open with me John chapter 4, We're going to start with verse 1. Interesting. How did I do that? And this is what I wanted to talk about tonight. I wanted to talk about water, the substance water, and how it is an important nutrient for our bodies. There are practical applications to this passage and there are spiritual applications to understanding uh, this passage for us today. Uh, water. 65 to 75% of our body is made up of water. It's an important nutrient. We can't survive with, without it. We can live several days without food, but we can't live several days without water. And the Bible tells us this, um, that, oh man. let's read uh, beginning with verse 1. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though he himself baptized not, but his disciples did, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee, and he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now, when I studied preparing for this weekend, I said, okay, that's the, okay, Jacob gave his son Joseph this parcel of land. But I began to study as to how Jacob was able to obtain this parcel of land. Jacob obtained this land from Shechem, and uh, Shechem was a son, was a son who, of, of a man, and, but Shechem himself defiled Jacob's daughter. And it was, seems like it was from then on that there became a rift between the people of Samaria and the Jews. Let's read on. Now Jacob's well was there, Jesus, therefore, being weary with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus said unto her, if thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldst have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. I want to talk about living water this evening. Just as we have a source of water for our sustenance day in and day out, God is our sustenance of spiritual living water day in and day out. God is our source for whatever we need. He says, I am that I am to Moses. 
We can call on the name of the Lord because he is a strong tower. The righteous run into his tower and it is safe, Proverbs 18.10 says. But the subject is water, living water. How do we get this living water? I have a vivid illustration of how we get this living water. We go to our spigots and we turn on the faucet, but there's a source of water where that comes from. But the living water that we get from Christ, from Jesus, from God, it comes from our reading his word, from our worship and praise, and through our thanksgiving. One of the things that we can do is to acknowledge who he is and, sorry. We need to acknowledge who he is. And uh, if you turn with me to Exodus 3, 9 through 15. things that happens when we don't get enough water is that we become dehydrated. And when we dehydrated, we cannot function to our full capacity. And one of the ways that we're dehydrated spiritually is when we allow the enemy to come into our life. The enemy will bring malice and angry and bitter, anger and bitterness into our lives, and we dehydrate ourselves. But one of the ways that we can uh, be plenished and be satisfied under the living power is to read God's word, as I said before to uh, give him praise and thanksgiving. And Moses, uh, sometimes we say, well, I can't get beyond where I am because that's just the way I am. I'm angry because of this, I'm angry because of that. So-and-so did this to me and -and so-and-so did that to me. But we can't stay in that state and expect to move on spiritually. God God has something for us to do. Each and every one of us is an instrument, is a vessel for him. And so what we need to do is to put ourselves in compliance with his will. The best way to do that is to submit. And the only way we can submit is to submerge ourselves in his word. And how, how, how do we know that God will do for us that which we ask of him to do? We wanna get rid of the bitterness, we wanna get rid of the anger, we wanna get rid of the malice, we wanna get rid of the backbiting, we wanna get rid of the foolishness in our lives. The Lord says, I am that I am. Um, Moses had an experience with God. God had uh, an assignment for Moses. The assignment was, go down and free my people. Moses says, well, Lord, okay, I'm willing to go, but who, you know, I've got to have some credentials. Who do, you, who do you want me to say has sent me to free your people? Now, this wasn't so much the uh, idea that Moses had to explain to Pharaoh. Moses had to really explain it to the Hebrews as to who he was. And the Hebrews understood Moses when he said um, uh, that I am sent him. The Lord says this in uh, Exodus 3, starting with verse 9. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. 
Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I, that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee, that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of our fathers has sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. And so I began to think about the God who delivers. God not only saves, but he delivers. He delivered his people out of Egypt. And that God can deliver us from all the things that hold us back from serving him properly. And so I looked at the names of God, and I looked at uh, the Old Testament names for God, and there's Elohim, God, uh, God's power and might. And I looked up, it said, Lordship of God, that's Adonai. And then I looked up, it said, God's divine salvation, that's Yahweh, the Lord our Lord thy sanctifier, that's Mekadashim, and the Lord my shepherd, Roi, the Lord who is present, Shema, the Lord our healer, Rapha, the Lord our righteousness, he covers us with his righteousness, Tiskendu, the Lord will, divide, will provide, Jireh, the Lord our banner, Nisi, the Lord our peace, you want peace in your life? Call on the Lord, Shalom. The Lord of hosts, Shabbath. The most high God, Ilion. The strong one who sees, Roi. The God of the mountains, or God Almighty, that's Shaddai. The everlasting God, Olam. So there's no, there's no name for God that we can't call on when we need him. We all have our various personalities. We all have our various names. I was introduced, my name is Paula Inet Freeman Johnson. Well, I have many roles, just like we have many roles individually, God has many roles in his responsibility to, to mankind. And so the names of God, being able to call on the name of God when we need him is our salvation. The other thing I wanted to tell you that I don't have in my notes this evening is that uh, oh man, forgot that too. We have to remember that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We are not our own, we are God's. And uh, it is through submission to God that we can benefit from God. I have a, a illustration that I'd like to do tonight. And some of you all have envelopes. Some of the ladies have envelopes and you have different colors in your uh, envelopes, different things, uh, scriptures in your envelopes. They're different colors. Please open up your envelopes and look at your scriptures. And I'm gonna call for those who have, um, you're gonna look on the back of your paper that you have and find out whether you have hope, rope, bucket, well, or water, okay? Hope, rope, bucket, well, or water. Christina, can you help me out for a minute?
I'm going to ask Christina to hold a piece of the rope. I'm going to try an experiment here. Can you guess what this is supposed to represent? Yeah, yeah. You all are smart group, smart group. Okay, Christina, if you tie that on there. And double it up. Let's double it up. When we go to the well, one of the things we have to do, we have to be willing to submit. I like to liken the rope that's used to take the bucket into the well. I liken that unto faith your measure of faith. And the bucket is us. The bucket is us. The handle is hope. When the rope of faith is around the handle of hope that's attached to the bucket, which is ourselves, we can be powerful. But, but what is our measure of faith? Here's the bucket, here's the well, here's the bucket. But a measure of faith is not long enough to reach down into the water, so I've gotta have a longer measure of faith. I'd like to, some the people who have the rope to please stand. Have your scripture on the rope, if you'd stand. Okay. Now, if you would read your scripture that you have. Okay, just a second. My scripture is Galatians 5, no, Galatians 3, 9. Now the rope is faith. Listen to faith. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Galatians 3, 9. All right. Thank you so much, Sister Rock. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Next scripture on the rope. Anybody else have a scripture on the rope? I have. I have Romans 1:17. It says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 12:23 Behold God is my salvation I will trust and not be afraid for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song he also is become my salvation therefore with joy shall we draw near draw water out of the wells of salvation Amen Amen 
Next, someone who has um, on hope, the handle, or is it the well? Let's go with the well. Those who have scripture with the well. Philippians 4 and 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Psalms 91, 9 through 10. If you make the most high your dwelling, even the Lord, who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. Amen. 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 I have Psalms 33, 6 through 8. By the, word, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made. Their starry, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the water of the sea into jars. He puts the deep, he puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere, revere him. the storehouse oh, for the water. There are more. Okay. <laughs> Malachi 3.10, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough to receive it. Deuteronomy 12.5, but you are to seek the place the Lord your God will choose from among all your tribes to put his name there for his dwelling. To that place you must go. And so someone has, uh, what's the next envelope? It uh, should be orange. We did. Bucket, you bucket. All the okay, all the bucket people. Have you ever seen that show, that PBS show, that English show? The lady, her actual name is Bucket, but she says bouquet. <laughs> but anyway, go right ahead. I have Exodus 31.3. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. Ephesians 5.21. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Amen. I have Ephesians 4, 21 through 25. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him with accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its de deceitful desires, to be made new in attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. Amen. Remember, the bucket is ourselves. Remember, the bucket is us. Okay, I have Psalm 104, verse 28. That thou givest them, they gather. Thou openest thine hand, they are filled with good. Um, I have Second Chronicles 38. Do not be stiff-necked as your fathers were. Submit to the Lord. Come to the sanctuary which he has consecrated forever. Serve the Lord your God so that his fierce anger will turn away from you. 
Hebrews 12, 9. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of our spirits and live? Amen. I have Job, the 22nd verse 21, says submit to God and be at peace with him. And in this way, your prosper will come to you. Romans 6, for we know that our old selves was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Amen. Amen. Two more. Okay. Acts 9:15. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Amen. James 4, 7, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Amen, amen. The bucket, that's us, submission. And there's one more, hope. Do I have hope? Is that another one? This should be another one. Water, water, okay, water. It's empty? Anyone else have purple? Water? Okay, it should be at least three or four. Okay. Are we on water or hope? Okay, I have water. Um, Revelation chapter 7, verse 17. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Amen. 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 In the final analysis, we'll be at the throne of grace by the living waters, and our tears will be wiped away. We need to prepare now for then. How can we prepare now for them? Be willing to submit to the Lord. Just as this bucket can reach but so far, it's our measure of faith that takes us down. It's on the handle of hope. But if we, if we go down a little farther, if we truly submit, submerge ourselves, we'll come up with the water of life. just want to say thank you all so much for your prayers. The Lord works in mysterious ways and truly um, all efforts are, that we put forth, we have to stand back and let the Lord do his will. So I pray that the Lord has done his will and spoken his word through you all tonight.
I just have a problem with these mics, I tell you. Uh, we come to the end of the program, and I want to thank our speakers so very much for making a journey, and thank you very much for our wonderful praise team, and just appreciate you coming out tonight. And I know that within my heart that the Holy Spirit is working very hard, and it wants to do something special for each one of us, but we have to be receptive of that. So tonight, um, when I do women's ministry, I always like to make it a little more homey. So I'm going to ask everyone to stand and, and let's get in a circle. And we're going to, I'm going to do the closing prayer, but we're going to make it to feel more like brothers and sisters in Christ. And could I get a mic, please? So we're going to come back.
We're going to pray as we close out tonight's program. Bow your heads and close your eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we know that your word says that you are not a man that you would lie. Lord, we also know that you already told us what you were going to do this weekend. And we already know that your word does not return unto you void, but it comes, goes forward to accomplish what you send it to accomplish. Now, Lord, as we close this program, Lord, we thank you for the music. We thank you for the ministry of the breaking of bread that Sister Paula Johnson did through your spirit. Lord, we thank you for the testimony of Sandra Burns. Lord, we consider this tonight the appetizer. Lord, for we know that this weekend that souls will be delivered. Lord, we believe that strongholds will be torn down this weekend just like we prayed and fasted and believed you. And so, Lord, right now we are taking you at your word. We know that you are here with us. We know that your spirit is moving. And Lord, right now, we just ask a blessing upon Sister Paula Johnson, Lord. We know that the enemy is busy, and we know that as he is busy, your angels are dispatched double-fold, triple-fold, ten-fold, a hundred-fold to fight off the wiles of the enemy. And so right now, as we pray, as we speak your word, for your word says that your angels hearken unto the voice of your word. Lord, right now, we ask that you would dispatch angels of encouragement, Father, that you would dispatch your angels that excel in strength and mercy. Lord, we ask that you would dispatch your angels who are specifically ordained by you to provide words, whispers of encouragement, Father. And so right now, I ask that your will would be done as this revival begins. Lord, we are receiving your Holy Spirit right now. Lord, we open our hearts to receive it because we know that it has been prepared for us for such a time as this. Even before the foundation of the world, Father, this day was ordained. And so right now we ask that you would let your will be done. Lord, we stand back and we will let you do your work. Lord, I ask that you would release us from any plans that we might have had. Lord, I ask that you would allow us to be open to your will this weekend. Lord, I ask right now that you would go by and touch every woman, every man, every child represented right here in this circle. For as we are gathered in your name, you are in the midst of us. Lord, it may have been a confusing thing for our speaker, but Father, right now we claim the blood of Jesus that is above every name. Lord, and we know and believe and trust and claim and expect that you will release those strongholds that women have in our congregation this weekend. We believe your promises, Father. We have not lost faith. Lord, we do have the hope, Lord, that is the bucket, uh, that is the holder on the bucket, Father. And our faith is extending even now, Lord. You are stretching us even now so that we can go down into the well that has your living water in it. We thank you, Father. We magnify your name. We glorify you, for we know that you have our lives in the palm of your hand. Bless us now, for we receive your spirit, and we are expecting a mighty, mighty thing from you this weekend. In Jesus' name, amen.